You are listening to Everywhere You Are, a podcast produced by the Dawson Women's Ministry. At Dawson, we recognize that women's ministry is not a class or a club you join. Ministry is not confined to the four walls of a church building, and it's not limited by life stages or circumstances. Rather, ministry is living a life of service everywhere you are. This podcast seeks to encourage you everywhere you are, in the laundry room, driving carpool, at work, preparing a meal, or exercising. We believe God calls each of us to be ministers at all times in all places. Welcome to Everywhere You Are. In this episode, we hear from three Dawson women that serve on the Dawson staff. As we begin to explore what it means to be in between, it becomes obvious that everyone is always somewhere between one thing and the next thing. Listen as we discuss how God loves us at an unseen level, the opportunity that vulnerability provides, and a desire not to waste in between time and space. Welcome to Everywhere You Are. I'm your host, Rachel Langston, and today we have three staff members with us as our guests. We have Sally Holmes, Sydney Fryer, and Jessica Orso. So Jessica, I'll start with you. Where are you today? Um, I am on staff at um, Dawson. I work um, in the, I'm the discipleship assistant um, and I get to work with a lot of different age groups that way. I get to work with the young adults and median adults, senior adults, and then I'm still um, having a great time in preschool and kids. Um, at home, I have a um, one daughter who's on her second year of college, and then I have two high schoolers, um, so Mina, Jake, and Evie, um, and then my husband, John, um, and we have two dogs. Living it up. Wow. <laughs> Are they big dogs or little dogs? They're medium dogs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We like a medium dog at our okay. house. <laughs> nice. All right, Sally, where are you today? I am also on staff at Dawson. I am the administrative assistant to our executive pastor, and I've been in that role for about a year now. Um, I came to Dawson um, from a history of being in healthcare. I was a hospice nurse for about 10 years and then um, just needed to take a break from healthcare. So I am on staff at the church and involved in the lives of um, many people here and my love for serving in the church is uh, with two-year-olds. I'm teaching a preschool class, and I love helping formulate uh, gospel truths and um, just the words that preschoolers try to use to uh, describe their faith <laughs> that is uh, early and growing. So we love to sing songs, but that's Preschool is where my love is. Um, at home, I wish all of mine were still the preschool age, which I know sounds crazy, <laughs> but we have five children, um, age 28 to 13, and my oldest is in Kansas City. She has um, a son who's three, so I am a grandmother, but then the others, I've got three in college, and then the baby is in eighth grade. And um, at home, I have my husband, Graham, and we have two cats and a turtle. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> All right, Sydney, you're you're up. Where are you today? I am also on staff at Dawson, and I am the admin assistant for the preschool ministry, which you know seems to be the best ministry if you ask me. <laughs> um, so I'm in the office um, Monday through Thursday, and then Wednesday nights um, for 
during the school year, I'm with the fours and fives um, downstairs in the basement having the best time. And then I'm also there on Sunday mornings, um, again, with the fours and fives having the best time. Um, I am married to Cole Fryer, who is also on staff at Dawson. Um, He is part-time. We're both in seminary. He is full-time student, part-time worker. I'm full-time worker, part-time student. Um, So we're just a tad busy. Um, And uh, yeah, we've been married for two and a half years, and we don't have any pets, but we do have some birds that visit us in the spring that we have named, and we like to feed them and I like provide that. the shelter of the birdhouse. I like that. <laughs> and um, I think you and Jessica team up sometimes in preschool, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've mm-hmm. seen some pictures of y'all, y'all together. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, in our conversations this year, we're talking about in between places, and and we're kind of looking at John four and the story of Jesus and the woman at the well. So let's get started with that by just find, you know, what resonates with any of you about that story? I'll jump. Um, coming off the preschool vibe, uh, <laughs> I do love um, in our day school worship, um, we do a lesson uh, with uh, where we show um, images that are under a microscope. So you get to see... Um, the cells of strawberries or grapes or a guitar string or ice or salt. And the kids have to guess what they are based on these pictures under the microscope. And at the end, we talk about, we kind of reveal it, and then we talk about um, how God is at work all around us, how there is so much going on in the details and in the cell work of these things that we see all the time, but we never can we can never get a glimpse of it because it is so small. And when I read a story like this and I think about how Jesus met this woman where she was, and she was so surprised at how he could see her at this cellular level at what was going on in in this deep, um, hidden parts of her, um, I'm just always reminded that um, God is so at work and creating such beautiful things and knowing us and loving us at this deep, unseen level. And I'm just, I love that preschool lens to it. <laughs> yeah, I like that microscope <laughs> analogy. That's, that's something. I think for me... Um, I mean, there's so many things that you can you can pull out of this, but I'm always interested that Jesus knew that he would he had a divine appointment with this woman, mm-hmm. but she had no idea. She was just going about her her day, mm-hmm. um, and that you know, I think for me, there are times when I think, oh, this is you know, I hate this day, or that I don't, I, mm-hmm. you know, this day didn't go the way I thought it was going to go, or I didn't get accomplished something I, you know, expected to accomplish, and um, that the idea that those days aren't necessarily wasted. I also think about um, just the like Jessica was kind of hinting towards like the vulnerability that the woman was put in with Jesus. And I feel like every time that we're in a space of vulnerability, we have 
an opportunity to kind of like lean in and trust. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what you see in this story is this lady's like at this place of complete vulnerability. And she's like, I can either lean in and trust him for who he says he is and revealed himself to be to me. Or I can be like, you know, way too much. I'm like going to cover myself more and run away. Exactly. Yeah. She doesn't seem defensive in any way. Mm -hmm. Whereas today, if, if some, you know, strange man walked up to you and was like, (laughs) so, Give me some water. You'd be like, um, absolutely not. Hang on a second. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I was very struck by that as well. Um, she did not seem at all defensive or unwilling to hear what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times we view outcasts as people who are um, stuck or wanting to stay by themselves mm-hmm. or in their routine of not interacting with people because that brings hurt. Mm-hmm. And I loved it when she said, you know, I know the Messiah is coming. And a lot of times people who are hurt or broken s- stop hoping or stop wishing. Right. Mm-hmm. And Jessica talked about a microscopic view. And for me, it's at the other end of it. Mm-hmm kind of the big picture view for me uh, with God's grace of this whole thing is that we are all much more sinned and flawed than we would ever dare Mm. believe or admit, but we are all loved and accepted way more than we would ever Mm. dare to hope (laughs) or dream of um, in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And just the surprising beauty and power of grace that was extended to her, uh, like you said, she was surprised. Mm-hmm. She wasn't um, banking on this encounter mm-hmm. on this day. And the neat thing just about that is when God extends His grace, I mean, I've, I benefit from His grace, but years from now, people may not know of me, but for generations and generations, mm-hmm. we will always know of the woman mm-hmm. in the well. <laughs> right, and, right. And the beauty of this story mm-hmm. being in the Holy Scripture mm-hmm. is that it was so important for him to reach people who are feeling lonely or mm-hmm. wanting the love of a Savior, wanting right. that living water that only mm-hmm. he can bring, and um, just to show the the beauty of his grace and of his surprises. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And we 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 don't know her name. And so mm-hmm. the to the the idea that all these thousands of years later and from now on until Jesus comes back, people will know who she was even though we know we never know her name. So mm-hmm. that's that's so amazing. So Jesus in this story was in between Galilee and Judea. Um I, I don't know that it's real obvious what the woman was between, but but what where have you found yourself in an in-between situation? I mean, we're all between, you know, heaven here and heaven, but just in your life, where have you found yourself in between? I feel like currently, as I was thinking about the in-between places. Um, I just feel like I'm currently in an in-between season with being in school and about to graduate and not really knowing what the future holds after that graduation and um, for both my husband and I. um, So I just am thinking about very current, right in front of me, I'm in this place. which is kind of like scary because there's no certainty and there's no 
like anything to hold on to for comfort except for the Lord Mm -hmm. in these times. So, Mm -hmm. Is your personality the kind that sort of fights against being in between? Like, do you want to know the certainty of everything? Are you okay Mm -hmm. with, like, here, I know where I am today. I know where I'm going to be in the next month. But a year from now, I don't. Um, I would like to say that I am that second person, but I am not. <laughs> I just want to know that, especially if I know that it's coming, mm-hmm. I just want to know. Like, yeah. I love surprises, but don't tell me that you're going to give me a surprise. Mm-hmm. Just, boom, surprise yeah. me. Okay. So I feel like this in-between is a lot like that that makes my skin itch. <laughs> <laughs> I think more of us are like that than want to admit. Yeah. Like, I think we'd all like to think, oh, no, I'm fine in between, but but we're really not. We're really mm-hmm. not. Yeah, and I think, I think, too, like if you take the time to say, you know, kind of where am I sitting right now, you do kind of say, well, I guess I am all, always a mm-hmm. little bit of an in-between of something, whether it's like work stuff or kids stuff where we're, you know, launching people out into life (laughs) or even if you're just launching people into middle school, I mean, it's (laughs) right. Yes. Getting everybody off the payroll is it's, it's a great place to kind of, but it's also like a morning of, you Mm -hmm. know, the life that you had for so long and the existence and the things that kind of, um, drove you. I don't know. I was like filling out a thing at a doctor's office the other day and it said, what are your hobbies? And I was like, who does hobbies right, anymore? Right, right. <laughs> but I was like, maybe that's a like a thing that we'll get back to. Or it was like a thing you did as a kid. You had like reading and riding my bike and, mm-hmm. you know, chalk drawing on the sidewalk. But, at you know, and now, sure, I do stuff for fun. It just sounds less fun than, right. you know, yeah. than the hobbies of kid time. So I feel like it was just kind of a thinking about in between times I really don't feel like I ever recognize like a, a mountain or a valley as much as I recognize that something is always pivoting. And I think God kind of designs it that way of like, we're not meant to feel safe and secure in the world. We're meant to feel safe and secure in Him. So finding a safe and security in a job or in your stage of life is never going to give you any kind of mm. relief because it's always going to be right. in Him mm. and not in the world around us. Right. Mm-hmm. When I was thinking about the in-between places, I was thinking that the woman was in between not knowing the Savior and knowing the Savior. Mm-hmm. And we as believers are between knowing the Savior and knowing Him deeper mm-hmm. or at our fullest when mm. we see Him face to face. And yet we're similar in that we long for the same things. We long for acceptance. Um, we long to be known. We want to be found. So even though our in-between end points may look different, um, we still are created to desire a lot of those same and similar things um, as we're waiting when God says, be still and know that I am God, mm-hmm. um, be still doesn't mean do nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. means, um, to, to, for me, to be on our knees and to trust and um, to look towards Him to what our next steps should be. 
I know there have been times for me where I've not known what the Lord wants me to do or what is next. And um, I guess you would say in my life verse, uh, Psalm 138.8 says, um, The Lord will accomplish what concerns me, for His loving kindness is everlasting. And just knowing that He will direct and He will guide and He will lead. Um, and in that, there is peace in the the in-between times. That's good. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking to somebody um, recently and we were talking about COVID and uh, and just the idea that, you know, we have the opportunity to have experienced a time where everybody in the world was in between with the mm. COVID pandemic and, and everybody was kind of stuck at home sort of a thing. And, you know, I can remember the uncertainty of not knowing, is this going to be a month? Is this going to be a year? What, it, you know, what is this going to look like? And, and, even though I probably did waste a lot of the time, there was sort of this desire that I not waste the in-between time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that I would have used mm-hmm. those terms yes. at that at that point, but that when when everything did get back to normal and we all did go, come back to work, I didn't want to look at it and go, well, what, I mean, all mm-hmm. I did was watch TV for mm-hmm. a year, you know, <laughs> like what, what came out of that? And so, um, you can certainly look at the woman and say that her time in between wasn't wasted. Her time in between not knowing and then knowing the Savior wasn't wasted. Um, I have to wonder sometimes if I even recognize that I'm I'm in between. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously the big stuff we do, but are there are there you know days and like a single week where I'm like, I can't get any traction, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and and then to think, well, that was, you were, you know, there, that was a reason for you not to get any traction. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to be paying attention to something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jesus. Maybe, Maybe. it's always Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do you, like in, in the story, obviously um, the woman experiences Jesus face to face. We don't get that um, that privilege yet. Mm-hmm. We will, but what... How did how do you experience Jesus in your in between times? What does that look like? I just keep going back to this word of vulnerability, just because I am not my ver- best version of myself when I'm having to be patient and still and quiet um, before the Lord. And so I think for Him to just bring me to the end of myself in all humility mm-hmm. of like. I really need you to just show be the lamp into my feet and the light into my path. Just mm-hmm. show me mm-hmm. the next step and the next step and the next step. And then even thinking about like COVID, this made me think of it, but I remember calling my dad and when when the world was first shutting down and you know your dad knows everything. Right. And so I called him and I was like, "Dad, what's going to happen? Like when am I going to go back to school?" And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, what do, you, what do, you, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> and I, and I, was, I just remember being like, I need that sense of comfort. Like I was just grabbing onto everything. And um, the scripture that came to my mind was, even though the mountains were to fall into the sea. Because I, I just remember thinking, okay, what is constant if my dad doesn't know anything? Right, <laughs> like, right. Is the sun going to come up tomorrow? Yeah. And I just remember the Lord being like, even if it doesn't, even if the sun doesn't come out the whole time you're in COVID, like I am constant and I am with you. And 
I am your safe place and your refuge and your rock. And um, Mm -hmm. so I just feel like in the in-between, he just shows me a lot of who he is as comforter and shepherd and friend in in a very gentle and lowly way once I myself become humble to accept him. Yeah, Yeah, I think COVID was unique, and, and I can remember talking to my own kids about like, it's it feels weird for all of us because normally there even if we don't know the answer there's somebody that knows right. the answer mm-hmm. and in covid nobody knew if the nobody answer nobody knows mm-hmm. you know and so it was a it was very disconcerting that you know the grown-ups don't right. know mm-hmm. and you know so I, I love i love your example there yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah covid um really forced me to um since we were all working from home and there were so many of us at our home, <laughs> it forced me, um, especially with doing kids ministry at the time and we were pumping out a lot of videos, right. it forced me to um, move an office outside. And I was outside all day long and I was on our screened in porch with my computer and I didn't kind of realize the gift at the time, but now I think when I do hit in between times, God uses like the like the the removal of all of the technology and the people and the things and when I go outside, he gets so much louder. Like mm. I hear him so much more clearly if I spend good pockets of long periods of time outside. And I feel like that's one of those echoes from COVID Mm -hmm. of just every time I wind up doing a thing with Kristen at the gardens or doing a thing where we're taking a walk outside. And if I just release myself from Mm -hmm. informational podcasts or (laughs) um, catching up on emails, if I release myself from all of that Mm -hmm. and maybe just throw on you know, the Bible being read to me while mm-hmm. I'm outside, God just gets so much louder when I am sh- taking everything off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah, I've been practicing. Um, it takes me about seven minutes to get to work from my house. And I've been practicing um, not listening to anything mm-hmm. going to and from work. And it's fascinating mm-hmm. when there's n- absolutely just just the noise of the car and the traffic around us. What about you, Sally? Yeah, I was going to say that a lot of the time um, that the Lord meets me in my in-between times um, usually are when I'm walking. Like I Mm -hmm. usually every day after work, I uh, go for a walk and sometimes I listen to music, but most of the time not. Um, It's just a time to pray and Usually when I'm most um, distraught about one of the five <laughs> that we have and uh, all the ages and stages, I mean, I, I, it's very powerful. Like I can still vision where I was at the exact moment um, multiple times, just tears and my hands lifted and raised and just verbally saying, Lord, I trust you. Um, for whatever situation we were going through at the time, um, times five. <laughs> but usually he shined light on on just one at a time, thankfully. But <laughs> but that's where he he meets me. And 
I love the part in the story about the woman was that he had the opportunity to talk with her because she was alone. Mm -hmm. The disciples had not come back yet. That would have been a totally different conversation Mm -hmm. and scenario. And um, God, God meets me like Jessica said when when I'm outside, mm-hmm. when I'm alone, and when it's just Him, mm-hmm. and He can enter those thoughts, and then I'm more free to call out to Him because I'm mm-hmm. not distracted. I'm mm-hmm. really just focused mm-hmm. on You are the only one that can solve this problem. But mm-hmm. there is such freedom in just saying, "I trust You," because I I can't fill this myself. Mm-hmm. I can't accomplish this myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you um, encourage somebody that is stuck in between and feels like they don't have the answer or they can't fill the fill the void? What how would you encourage somebody else? You you and I talked a little bit about this, but I I really feel that an in-between time is just as important as a mountain or a valley. And there's such a importance in like honoring that and sitting in that. And if there is somebody who is going through an in-between time, um, I have a tendency to want to find a solution or find a fix or find a other side. Um, But it is so important as a reminder to myself um, also to sit in that in-between time and honor it and, and respect it for what it is, respect God for what He's using it for, um, but to not rush the other, to get to a, a, to, get to a new mountain or um, to push through, um, to muscle through a valley or, you know, to just use whatever time we're in to really look around to sit in it. But to I think um, I need to be really, really better about just sitting in it with people and um, and just sitting with them rather than pushing through. Yeah, I think it's interesting in the story that, um, you know, that even after he starts talking to her and he starts telling her all the things about herself, you know, that, that she didn't think anybody knew, you know, she sits there. She doesn't run away. I mean, I think mm. my, my reaction would be like, well, that's been, it's been nice, mm-hmm. you know, um, but got my water, mm-hmm. got to go. Um, and she does sit there and she, not only does she hear what he says and then later on, you know, believes that that he is who he says he is. But, um, but if you look in verse 39, it says, many Samaritans that from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. And the fact that mm-hmm. she stayed and she waited mm-hmm. until, you know, he was kind of, her her encounter with him was really over. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what, what that impact was mm-hmm. um, because of, of her willingness to, to sit in, right. in between. Um, and he could have walked up to her like immediately at the well and said, I know your business. Right. Exactly. And he, and he didn't. He he opened it up with water. He opened it up with sitting. He opened it up with an mm-hmm. invitation to have a have a togetherness without just walking up to her and saying, I know your business and you need to do mm-hmm. better. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he really he sat with her just just as much, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had to, if I had enough wisdom to encourage, I think I would just encourage people to just like lean in 
because the Lord just constantly proves himself to be trustworthy. I think, I mean, even just listening to us talk, we're like talking about the faithfulness of the Lord and such uncertainty, even Mm -hmm. in the commonality that we all can understand as COVID. Um, And so he just always proves himself to be trustworthy and faithful and kind. Um, And I think also something that helps me is just praying very, very, very specifically so that and like bringing someone with you to pray very specifically so that there's a sense of accountability when you do like receive affirmation that the Lord is still with you. Like he's not going anywhere. And so like, for example, me and my husband right now in this season of in-between are praying out loud together very specifically. And so every time it's answered, a prayer is answered, we're looking at each other and we're like, we can't back away because he's obviously here and this is the next right step that we've been asking him for. Um, So I feel like that's helped me a lot just time and time again, him just me putting myself in a position to trust him. Right. Yeah. That's good. Well, one thing that struck struck me when you were um, back to the story was when the woman left um, to go back to the town she left her water jar, mm-hmm. and it's like she obviously was in a hurry to go share the change that had happened to her, but the thing that her had kind of been her security maybe mm-hmm. or the things that mm-hmm. she was trusting in mm-hmm. um, were different now. And I know as a mom, especially sometimes I want to go— rescue my children out of the things that they're putting their hope or their trust in. Right. Um, Or you're a new freshman in college and your world is falling apart. You know, like I need to drive over and save you Mm -hmm. and rescue Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and God says, no, that, you know, I don't, I don't need to take people out of their hardships. You know, Mm -hmm. if, if when we're struggling, we can see God at work. Um, and we see God at work in the lives of other people. But to encourage them, you are His beloved. He rejoices over you. I mean, I do think we have to preach the gospel to mm. ourselves and mm. to others to let them know um, where they are in His love and that that's okay to struggle. Um, I think we need to be in community with struggling. We need to pray for one another and to be vulnerable, like you said, Sydney, mm-hmm. to, to share what is going on, but that um, it's okay for it not to be all wrapped up mm-hmm. and tidy yeah. <laughs> yeah. and to be fixed yeah. um, because through the struggle, we learn and we trust and we see God at work mm-hmm. um, to fill in those gaps. And so often, unfortunately, our human nature is that we don't we don't look for those things until we are in the middle of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, we're... You know, when everything's neat and tidy and everybody's mm-hmm. happy, then we're not necessarily looking for the lessons, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. So to wrap up, um, I know, Sally, you mentioned a scripture, but are there scriptures that have been particularly meaningful during in-between times for you, or are are there now um, scriptures that are particularly meaningful? I do have one um, that comes to mind, too. Um, it's in Psalm 16, verse 6, and it says, 
The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Mm. And so many times we see boundaries or struggles as something that we don't really want sent our way. And yet when we know that God is ordaining our paths, Mm. um, that the lines or the boundaries or the struggles are exactly where He wants us. Mm -hmm. And that's... From Him, it is a beautiful place to be in, and I think we learn to rest and to trust um, in that. And on that same line, we do a lot of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight is a big one that my kids have all said and we've all sort of, we say it kind of sometimes when we're joking and when we're not, but Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that, you know, the more you say it, the more you are thinking about, it's not, it's not my way. It's, it's God's path. And, and um, so leaning on that same. Right. mm -hmm. I mean, I even think of, I mean, there's so many scriptures like the God who never lies and, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, that that the mountains fall into the sea, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I also even think about like the blessing in numbers, like mm. that he blesses us and keeps us in his face to shine upon us and give us mm. peace that all may know that Jesus is Lord. And I think that is such a testament to like what we're called to mm. as believers that these times of trial or in between I think can be such a testament to who the Lord is and how faithful He is. And um, just like, I mean, like even you were saying, Sally, like He delights in us and Mm -hmm. He rejoices over us. And I think what a message to like share with others um, that even though we don't have it figured out, we have no idea what the next step is in our life and we don't know how to comfort in this situation um, and every everybody else seems to be really unsteady, but like we are sure of this, that He loves us, mm-hmm. and He's for us, and He's with us, and He is our refuge. What are you in between right now? How are you responding to where you are? We pray you will be encouraged by the voices you've heard today, and especially by the voice of God. Wherever you are today, be assured that like the woman he met at the well, Jesus knows you, he sees you, and he is working in you. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Everywhere You Are. Please rate and review us on your podcast platform and share us with other women that you think could benefit from hearing about God working in the lives of ordinary women. To learn more about the Dawson family of faith, please visit DawsonChurch.org and find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We look forward to meeting you.